Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Decide and He Will Provide. Hey, I want to welcome those who are watching this on Igniting Hope YouTube, Igniting Hope with Stephen Wendy Backlund YouTube. This is our first simulcast, so to speak. So if you're listening to the podcast, just be aware that we are now presenting content on our Igniting Hope YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that. You can tell others about it. You can see me as I am presenting this. So, hey, thanks so much. This is a powerful message. And this is a message that will benefit especially those who want to gain insight into what their life calling might be. For those who understand that resources follow quality decisions, those who want to understand that, and it's not the other way around where quality decisions follow resources. And this is a great message for those who will recognize, again, the importance of the book of Nehemiah in our lives and in this hour. Hey, before I get into the message today, I just want to say some things that are Timely, we're just starting our Thriving Church Leadership online course on the IgnitingHopeAcademy.com platform, and it's using my book, Help, I'm a Pastor. It's a 12-week online course, mainly for, obviously, church leaders, senior leaders, staff members, elders, core leaders, aspiring leaders as well. And that's available three, four hours a week, thriving in four areas of life, thriving in beliefs, thriving in relationships, thriving in church structure, thriving in the supernatural. So that's happening starting this week, the beginning of April. And then I also want to mention that we are doing our Abounding Hope and Joy Conference. Wendy and I, my wife Wendy and I, here in Redding, California, on April 29th and 30th, Abounding Hope and Joy, all day, Friday and evening, all day, Saturday and into the evening. Hey, we're also going to be able to, we're going to make that available to those of you who can't come and still want to participate. You can get an online version of that. That's also at IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. Let's get into Today's lesson, decide and he will provide. I want to use the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is one of my favorite books. He's one of my favorite characters in the whole Bible. And he had a a secular job. I don't really like the, the terminology secular job because I believe there's no sacred and secular all of our assignments, whatever God has called us to do, whether it's to pastor a church, work in a school, work in government, be an employee on a job, there's no secondary assignments. There's no secondary callings. They're all equally important. But I, but just to make a point, 
Nehemiah had a secular job. He was the cupbearer for the king, which was a job where he uh, tasted the wine and I'm assuming other foods and things like that in order to make sure they weren't poisonous and make sure they were good for the king. But it was him. He was a Jew. He was captive in another land. The Jews had been taken captive away from Israel. And he heard about the walls that were down and broken in Jerusalem and he got a report on that and he wept and he wept. And so he was moved. He was moved by what he heard. He fasted. You can read about that in, in Nehemiah chapter one. And he, he not only was moved momentarily, but it caused him to go to the king, which was risky. He took the risk of going to the king he connected with God first. He prayed. He, and then he went to the king and the, the, because the king asked him, what's going on? He, the king could tell there was something that was bothering him. And so he told him about it. And then he made a bold request by asking for resources to rebuild the wall. And the king gave him resources. And then he inspired people. And he rebuilt the wall in an incredible speed of time, less than 60 days. Again, you can read about that in the book of Nehemiah. But the point that I want to make is Nehemiah decided that he was going to fix something. He was going to make a difference. And that decision was made when he had no resources. Again, he, he just had a normal, we can say a nine to five job working for the king. And, but he made a decision. I'm going to do something about that problem. I'm going to do something about the walls being down. And he decided, and then provision happened later, happened after that decision. And so, so often we, we look at the reasons why we can't make a difference. We focus on our lack of money. We focus on our lack of connections. We focus on our, maybe the lack of experience in an area or the lack of skills or education, our age, our health, etc. our current life situation. And, and so often, those seemingly limitations, those things that would tell us that we're at a disadvantage and that we cannot make a difference, those things cause so many just to, to not try, to not make the quality decision. And here's the point that, that I want to make today is that provision follows quality decisions. When we say, I'm going to make a difference in that, I'm going to rebuild the wall there. I'm going to do it for the glory of God. I'm going to do it to advance the kingdom. It says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Listen, 
when we have good priorities and when we focus on his righteousness and what he's done for us and and we accept that for ourselves provision follow us follows us all these things will be added to you and so really the the, the question we could ask then is how do i know what i'm called to do nehemiah he he made a call he decided that he was going to fix something. He was going to fix the broken down walls around the city of Jerusalem. Well, you, you can ask Steve, how do how will I know what, what I'm supposed to do? How will I know what I'm supposed to fix? How will I know what I am going to decide to do so that provision will follow me? Well, here's some indicators of, of how we can know what might be our calling number one what makes us cry when we hear about it nehemiah wept he wept it moved him it didn't move everybody else but it moved him so what what makes us cry what undone thing what broken down thing makes us cry number two uh, an indicator could be what what makes us angry how come people aren't more concerned about that? How come people aren't doing something about it? And number three, which is linked to what I've already said, is why isn't the church doing something about that? Why isn't our local church emphasizing this thing more? <laughs> How come the pastor isn't emphasizing this more? Well, hello. This is almost always an indicator of something God's calling us to do. And certainly it'll often be in cooperation with the local church we're a part of. Sometimes it might not be. But those are indicators. What makes us cry? What makes us mad? What makes us, what are the things that we say? Why isn't the church doing more about that? And then other indicators are, what makes us come alive when we do it? What makes other people come alive when they hear us talk about it? These are all signs uh, of, what, of what we might be called to do. What we might want to make a quality decision about and say, I'm going to fix that. Now, the answers are going to be different for all of us. And some of the answers may be things that are clearly known to others, and uh, some are going to be behind the scenes where we're making a difference through prayer, through uh, encouragement of leaders, and it, it, there's a variety. I listed a few things that, that these could be, and there's so many more. Maybe it's, it's family dysfunction. That we, we make, we say, why isn't somebody doing, well, it's most likely because that's what you're called to do. Fatherlessness, self-hatred in, in lives, addictions, sex trafficking, abortion, political division, racism, poverty, abuse, crime, maybe litter in a city, broken down. Areas in cities where, where buildings are boarded up, there's no more beauty. You say, why doesn't somebody do something? Orphans. And 
when we begin to identify what these things are and we begin to say, I'm going to help fix that. I'm going to help fix that thing. That's powerful. That's powerful. And I believe this, that that dramatically increases the likelihood of provision coming to you in, in a radical, in a radical way. Now, let me just tell you my story. I've become consumed and, and I, with the lack of joy and hope that was in church, churches, especially leaders. And, and I made a decision. I said, I'm going to do something about that. Now, you know, I, it, it wasn't as dramatic a one-time thing as what I'm saying here because I didn't really understand what I'm saying. But, but looking back on it, this is what I did. I said, I'm going to make a difference there. I'm going to do other things, but I'm going to give my life to helping people get joy and hope in their Christian life and especially leaders, and especially leaders. And I've done that. I've seen the provision come. I've seen the resources, the skills. God's brought me the people, and it's still not done. It's something that's still growing. So what undone thing moves your heart? Why don't you declare right now, I'm going to do something about that. I'm going to do something about that. And then what Nehemiah did, get connected to God, take it to the Lord, go on a journey with him, and watch what he does. Decide and he will provide. Hey, as I close, I just want to emphasize a few things that I think is going to bring some even deeper insight and help with timing on these things. And sometimes it's, it's not clear to us of what is the thing that God wants us to make a difference in. And that's okay if it's not clear to you yet. That's fine. You may say, well, I've got 10 things. <laughs> There's 10. There's, I can count 10. And, and so don't sweat about that. And there's reasons why maybe it's unclear to us. Maybe we're in a season of God deepening our connection to Him or strengthening our load-bearing capacity or developing our people and leadership skills. Or he's having us focus on different passions because we're in a season of where the Lord's giving us some assignments to be a strength in an environment that may be not our biggest passion. And then another thing I want to say is it's often a good idea to serve someone else who has the same passions as we do, or the same passion as we do before leading our own. Jesus said this in Luke 16, 11, and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? And so often the Lord will, will, will move our heart and, and he'll have us partner with somebody else who's ahead of us in the journey, like Elisha, he got moved in the prophetic ministry, but he served Elijah for a season. Joshua served Moses. And there's, a, there's importance to know about serving people and serving others who have the same passion. And then lastly, I want to say these are just 
uh, wisdom points to add to this whole message of decide and he will provide. Uh, it is best to be sent by a trusted spiritual father or mother into our calling and into our assignments. Someone who can say, hey, you know, I know this person. They're credible. They, I recommend them. Nehemiah had the endorsement of the king, which increased Nehemiah's credibility. Sometimes being sent in this way is not possible for a variety of reasons. That, that is not our own fault. But the point that I'm making is that at the very least, as, as we advance in our passions, we will want to set up good accountability regarding finances and aspects of our character. People with big vision and big passion to change things, but who do not have strong integrity will not last and they'll cause messes around them. And so we want to be people that not only are visionary, not only are whoo, like Nehemiah, but, but are sent. The, the king again endorsed. And so I bless you with, with not only the passion, but also the relationships and also with the, the strength of integrity of character to be able to take what God's put in you and have it make a long lasting influence. And Hey, before I close, just, I got so excited about releasing this message today. I got so excited about releasing this message today because I sense that the Lord is just doing something in those who are going to watch that this is going to help ignite. You know, when, when, People start praying, God, do something, help God, bring change to a nation, bring change to this particular situation. His answer is always a person. His, in Matthew 9, Jesus said, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send out laborers into his harvest field. And and. God's answer is always a person, and his answer is a person who usually doesn't think they can do what he thinks they can do. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, if you're watching uh, YouTube Live, and I said this in the beginning, this is our first simulcast, so to speak, of taking our weekly podcast that I do every week, and now filming them on YouTube and going to add them to our uh, YouTube channel. And I haven't figured out all the details on this, uh, it, but if you're able to write a chat in the YouTube, I want to see if I can see that. And because I'm kind of new with this, I'm learning, I'm having fun. All right. Decide and he will provide. He's doing it. God's answer is always a person. And assignment to people who don't think they can do what he that he thinks they can do. But when we say, I'm going to make a difference in this area, I'm going to help fix this to the glory of God. It is powerful. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. Oh, Amanda, thank you for posting on the chat. That, that helps me know. Thank you for listening. We're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is because it's very difficult to influence that which you do not have hope for. And I want to remind you too that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. And for pretty much everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> I've never really found a convenient season to walk in radical joy, you know, whether it's uh, I'm too tired, I'm battling personal disappointments, frustrations, negative news in the media, uh, relational issues, family issues, financial things that I want to see improve. And I realized that, that I was always delaying my joy for this moment that really would never come. And God says, you are not accessing my strength because my joy is your strength. And you say, how do I stir up the joy of the Lord? Well, it's by focusing more on what we have than not have. We, we start thanking him and also just delighting in the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Here's the thing where delighting is the mantra of the mantra of the delighters, Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do about this. I'm so excited to see how you're going to do it, how you're going to bring change, how you're going to help. And the, the amazing thing is, is that it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This delighting happens in a season and a time of unfulfilled desires. Unfulfilled desires. We all have unfulfilled desires. But the delighting, which is a which is really related to hope, is a key to seeing those desires fulfilled. Phil, thank you for your comments. Bless you uh, and Amanda on this. And I want to also mention that at ignitinghope.com, you can find out about our certified Igniting Hope belief trainers. For those of you who want to uh, do an online belief training session with someone to help break off lies that are restricting your life and and get revelation on truth to start declaring that will launch you. The truth will make you free. You can find out about our belief trainers at ignitinghope.com. Hey, why don't you take five seconds? I believe in the power of small things and attaching faith to small things. Why don't you take five seconds right now and sow into Igniting Hope Ministries through prayer, through Wendy and I and our team for health, breakthrough, provision, so that we can make a difference. Just take five seconds right now. Amen, amen. Whatever we attach great faith to makes a difference. I attach great faith to what you just prayed. 
Well, thank you very much. We're looking forward to being with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. God bless you. If you're watching the YouTube just uh, and you're not signed up, uh, subscribing and subscribe. We're going to be doing a lot on YouTube now. We're going to fill this channel with hope and joy and victorious mindsets and let other people know as well. Hey, God bless you. Thank you. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.